0: It's November 26th, 2013. You're listening to the Backhand Shelf Podcast. Today we're joined by Steve Ladurante from the Globe and Mail to talk about Rogers buying all things NHL for the next 12 years. Um, you know, let's get to that interview right now. This is the Backhand Shelf Podcast, and with uh, the big breaking news today that the NHL, well, has signed a very long-term deal with Rogers Media, we thought we would talk to uh, the Globe and Mail's media reporter, Steve Laterante.
1: Steve, how you doing? I'm great, thanks. Good, good. So, a uh, busy day for you or what? Yeah, it's a pretty busy day, safe to say, for anybody who has any interest in hockey whatsoever.
0: Yeah, well, uh, well then we'll get right to it here. We won't uh, try to waste too much of your time. My My biggest question is, Um, I basically want to know how this affects Gord McDougall, your average Canadian hockey fan with cable. What uh, what changes for him?
1: Well, you know, in the short term, it means there's going to be a lot more to watch, which is uh, pretty interesting because, um, you know, Right now, when you're watching hockey in Canada, you get you get the one game shoved down your throat, basically depending on where you live. Right. Uh, this time next year, you're gonna, if there's six Canadian teams playing, they're going to find a way to put all six of those games on television in Canada, and that's a that's a big hairy deal that you know it hasn't happened in 60 years.
0: You say the the short term is there a reason?
1: Yeah. Well, I think nobody knows what what this all looks like by the end of this term, right? There's a 12-year deal. It's $5 billion. But I don't think there's going to be a lot of people sitting on their couch on Saturday night watching Hockey Night in Canada with their dad like it used to be. If people are looking on mobile devices. I've got a two-year-old. He watches hockey with me on a tablet when we lie in bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rogers owns all these digital rights. So, you know, they're going to be pushing hard to, to build that out. And they're also going to be building subscription packages that aren't based on, you know, the way they are now. Maybe you just subscribe to, you know, to the Leafs broadcasts. Your mobile device, sir, or, yeah. or something like that, right? And that's a that's a big change.
0: Well, and that's one thing I wanted to ask you a little about too is uh, is blackouts. So the you know the, there's the one good thing is there's going to be no local blackouts. That's my understanding. But I'm curious about Game Center Live and Center Ice and how those mm-hmm. packages, those properties are affected. Um, do you have any insight on that?
1: I sure do. Um, I, this hasn't been widely reported yet, mostly because I was saving it for tomorrow. But I'll tell you anyway. Yeah, you're uh, the best. So Rogers has all the like a billion different sports channels, right? There's Sportsnet One, there's Sportsnet East, there's Sportsnet Southeast northwest all the rest of them what they're going to do is they're going to introduce a subscription package essentially like centerize where you can pay them a nominal fee It'd probably be under 10 dollars a month and you will have all of your blackouts lifted on all of those channels so that means mm. if you're a Canucks fan you know you pay your 10 bucks and all of the sportsnet west i guess or pacific or whatever it is will be available to you and um you know that's that's a pretty big game changer you don't need centerize unless you know, you're a really big fan of the Phoenix Coyotes and you insist on watching all of those games, there's not a, there's not a really big upside for you to subscribe to that. So they're trying to bring that sort of more into, in-house and making it a little easier for people to watch the Canadian games.
0: I wonder if that would would that bother the NHL at all, because I'm sure they make some money selling those packages.
1: Well, I think this kind of suggests that they don't, actually. You oh, know, really? The, the uptake may not be quite what you would think it would be. Okay. It is fairly expensive, right? You know, You're talking a couple hundred bucks to watch games, and they're still blacked out in your market. I can't watch... Ottawa Senators games in Toronto on center ice on a Saturday night. So it's really useless to me.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Well, that's uh, that is interesting. Um, one thing I'm, I'm curious about as well is the CB, <laughs> CBC's role in the whole thing. Um, you know, I've talked to some people who work there and they're saying that, uh, you know, this is going to cut advertising revenues in half. Mm-hmm. sounds like they are no money out of pocket, but they're not going to make any money. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about what CBC's role in this deal is?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. You know, CBC um, just had a conference call with their their employees. It was kind of like an internal call that, that media reporters weren't supposed to be listening to. But if a media reporter was listening, he would have heard that CBC's actually lost money on hockey in some seasons. So it's not the cash cow that a lot of people seem to think it is. You know, in a good year, it's good. If you get a good Canadian team making a good long run, then you can make some good money. But, you know, at, at the price point that this went for, there was no way CBC could be in the game. It was just too expensive, and they couldn't justify spending taxpayer money that way. This way they get to save face a little bit. They get to keep some games on for a couple of years at least. And then in the meantime, they can kind of refocus themselves and decide what it is they want to do. And probably what they want to do is a lot more amateur sport.
0: But what what, what seems bizarre to me about that is, all right, so they're lending their name and their brand, which I believe, I don't know if it was you or someone on Twitter uh, said was basically the number one most recognizable brand in Canada. Sure. They're lending that out, and they're not making money on that? How's that? Right. Po- how is that possible?
1: Well, put yourself in the CBC shoes. You know you're going to get blown out of the water on this. So you're faced with the prospect of not having anything on your television channel sure. next year. So by doing this, they ensure that they have some, some programming, some good programming on a Saturday night. And what they're going to be able to do is to run advertisements for all the rest of their programming on that Saturday night. So you have an audience of 2 million. You're not going to drive that anywhere else on the CBC. And you're able to say on Tuesday night you should watch this, on Thursday night you should watch that.
0: So basically, they're not. There's no prospect of making money. They can't sell. Well, they can sell ads uh, still during those games, or no.
1: no? No, it's all Rogers.
0: So they're literally just using it as a self promotional tool. Here's to yeah. hoping people will watch. I don't know what's on that channel. Blackheart? What's it called? Braveheart? I don't know. There's yeah, no, shot.
1: it's impossible to know. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the bottom line is Rogers controls everything. You know, they, they right down to which games CBC gets and and who CBC can use to staff those shows.
0: Damn. Okay. Um, well, one one another big question for me is uh, TSN's role. Obviously, they're the disappointed party here, mm-hmm. and uh, they've been a huge part of hockey in Canada. I'm wondering. So, I'm sure they still get highlights. I mean, other places are allowed to get highlights, but I'm just wondering how no, you those know what? deals those, they work.
1: They have to pay for those highlights. Rogers controls those. Now too.
0: So what can Rogers just hold them hostage and basically say F you we, you know we just would rather you not have highlights and starve?
1: They theoretically could, but they'd run into trouble with the CRTC. you know there's rules about how content providers have to share their stuff essentially. So if if Rogers launches a mobile product, for example, they have to make that available to all the other carriers for their phones. They have to pay for it, but it has to be available.
0: So right now, because TSN has rights, they're not paying for highlights, but it turns out now they're going to have to shell out for something else, which is, you know, a one-one-hundredth of value, right?
1: Yeah, highlights are a complicated thing, and there's a million different fingers in that. But, you know, basically TSN goes from being one of the predominant hockey broadcasters in this country on a National Hockey League basis to a uh, you know, to a very small regional player and that's that's gonna be pretty fundamental changes. I wouldn't be surprised to see them focus more on junior hockey, might be a good play for them, but we'll have to see uh. what they decide.
0: Yeah, I don't know. That I uh, know, I understand. I've heard a lot of people, you know, throwing around CFL and curling, and it's like, but, but, but what? That, but that's...
1: they built out the World Juniors into one of the, you know, premier packages in this country, right? So sure, you know, but they that's have that premier
0: ability. talent. That's guys I'm going to see down the road. I don't want to watch London play. Well, actually, yeah. London's an, a terrible example. Some other team. Yeah,
1: there's got to be some team worth watching. I, I, I'm from Peterborough, so I'd watch the Pete's if they were on TSN on a regular basis. So.
0: Either way, that uh, sounds like they're going to be scrapping it together, kind of yeah. piecemeal. Yeah, um, they got a lot
1: to figure out in the next
0: couple. So then the huge question is, do you expect Rogers to make their, uh, you know, any major talent changes? I, I assume there'll be a hiring blitz in the future.
1: Yeah, they're so far away from that. I mean, they, they decided to do this on Thursday. The deal was signed on Sunday. Oh, wow. You know, so in terms of who's going to be on the air next year is a complete mystery. Uh, everybody at the press conference today was obsessed with what happens to Don Cherry. Um, you know, I think CB, or you know, nobody would ever dream of getting rid of him at this point. I think he's a you know pretty good for the ratings, but they're going to have to staff up. You know, there's still the same number of games being broadcast every year, to, you know, regardless of who's broadcasting them. So I think you may see a bit of a migration towards Rogers.
0: Well, yeah, I think that's uh, you know uh, sort of the only way this can go, right? I mean, like a uh, you know I was I wrote a little bit about it earlier. It's not like there's less hockey being covered. There's covered. There's still the same amount of jobs. So
1: yeah, and more hockey being covered too. So more hockey, right? You know, if so there's, if there's seven Canadian teams playing that night, then that's seven games they intend to broadcast.
0: Yeah, I don't know what TSN deals are like if they're yearly or if people can leave at any time, but that is going to be interesting to see what happens with the talent, guys like
1: Bob McKenzie and James yeah. Duffy. And, and you know how many insiders does the country need, and and do they all need to work at the same place? Forty
0: three thousand, according to my last.
1: And I've heard that number, too, but yeah. I, that's inflation-adjusted, so it's
0: complicated. <laughs> um, do you expect uh, that they're going to change their production at all? Because personally, I find or I had in the past, I thought Sportsnet was probably third among TSN, CBC, in the quality of, of production.
1: Yeah, you know, a lot of people today are saying, you know, well, Sportsnet is really bad at hockey, and TSN is so great at it. But, uh, you know, the Sportsnet you're going to be watching next year is not going to be the Sportsnet you're watching today. Yeah. You know, they've got time to work this out. You know, they're not going to put a shoddy product out there. I think it's going to be... Uh, Pretty Fancy pants by the time they get on the air.
0: Well, you'd think you, you don't put, throw five billion at something and then try to put a poor product on the air. That's right. I, I understand'll they'll, they'll beef it up a little bit so what what happens the rest of the season with the coverage? What happens now with TSN? I feel like I'm going to be watching their free agency deadline right. like it's a you know lame duck presidency or something. It's like you hold no power here
1: yeah TSN you know, would tell you that they're still a player. they got regional broadcasts you know, they got stuff of, what, of the Jets and Canadians, yeah, and they got some lease games too, so you know, they're still going to be out there. I think it will be a bit of a jockeying just to try to position that over the next little while.
0: But, it's going to um, be like uh, everyone's contract year at TSN. They're going to be playing their hearts out, swinging for the fences, uh, trying to impress Rogers. now.
1: Yeah, everybody's going to be a lot better dressed for the next couple of
0: <laughs> So uh, could you explain a little bit about the regional broadcast with TSN? I'm curious about the Jets and Canadians who I've heard that TSN still has their rights going forward.
1: Yeah, you know, those deals come up. I think uh, the lease deal comes up at the end of next year. Um, you know, that all has to be negotiated again. Um, How because, are those
0: deals separate from the current NHL deal? Well,
1: you know, there's been piecemeal over the years. Different teams get different regional deals, right? There's, CBC was the only person who was allowed to have national rights on a Saturday, for example. TSN mm-hmm. was the only broadcaster that was allowed to have Wednesday nights. So, you know, so these all got done in little pieces as they expired, and they're yeah. all going to come together now.
0: Hmm. do you uh Do you feel like this could result in expansion? I know today that word mm-hmm. came up a little bit more there's there's a push for that
1: yeah Gary Bettman gave one of the dirtiest looks of the whole press conference when uh, was that how Steve David Simmons Schultz I believe, that oh, it was David Schultz <laughs> yeah, he brought it up after asking He said, uh, "I think his phrase was now that you have a pant load of money." Uh, do you intend to expand into Canada? And Gary Bettman made it very clear that that wasn't a priority in any way. Yeah. Um, you know, just having a a really beefy television contract isn't enough to justify moving a team away.
0: Wow. Well, that uh, that's all very interesting. I uh, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, to fill us in on that stuff. Anytime at all. All right. We'll talk to you again. And that right there was Steve Laterante, the Globe and Mail's very quick-talking uh, media reporter. That was a lot of great information that he wedged into a short amount of time, and we appreciate his time. You can follow him at S. Laterante. and we will be back tomorrow with Mr. Wendell Clark on the show. So tune in tomorrow. We're looking forward to it. Thanks for listening to the Backhand Shelf Podcast. Hey, if you got something to say, send us an email. Backhandshelf at thescore.com.